What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Lords of the Longbox. Sorry about that. I forgot to add myself to the stream. I hope you guys can hear me now. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to a dead mic. Anyway, uh, welcome to Letters of the Longbox, episode 28. Uh, this is a uh, Letters of the Longbox with a bonus. Namor movie franchise, a long-term spec list. Um, well, I want to say... We get these lists a little bit early, so I don't want to say it's a film franchise. It could be both. It could be film... Or it could be a Namor series. They just don't know. But we do know that Marvel are researching these characters as we speak. Uh, Mikey is going to be joining us after all. His air conditioning was finally fixed. If you didn't know, um, it's like 100 degrees in Seattle right now. So he was literally sweating through his pores. So he's going to join us on the second half of the show. So uh, we're going to flip the script a little. And we're going to do the long-term spec first. Then we're going to do the viewer mailbag and answer the viewer questions. Uh, but in the meantime, you know what? I want to get the party started, you know, because I love music and music and comics go together. And this is one of the cats that uh, really was an uh, influence on me when I started DJing, uh, specifically a, a genre in the 90s called disco house or French house. But from, Mass from uh, the club scene in New York City, born in Massachusetts, I give you the great... Armin Van Helden at Tomorrowland 
doesn't get you hyped. That was the great Armin Van Helden. Very few people know that he's actually American. He grew up in the New York City club scene in the mid-90s. Grew up in, I think he's from Boston, somewhere in Massachusetts. But a lot of people thought he was from Europe because he's mainly really big in Europe in the uh, house scene. I won't say EDM scene because uh, Armin Van Helden does not play EDM. He plays straight up, straight up house music. Anytime you could do a one-hour set and 75% of the music is your own music, you're a legend. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you guys got that music in there for you. Um, uh, the last mix that I did on YouTube, there was a lot of Aunt, uh, Armin Van Helden tracks on there. Uh, he, um, I grew up a hip-hop head and freestyle, but in the mid-'90s, I really started getting in the house, uh, especially like funky disco house, or they call it French house. And Armin Van Helden was my my, my 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 dude, man. Bob Heller too. Armin Van Helden started as a DJ and then became a producer. And obviously, I'm not going on a tangent. You guys don't want to hear about the history of house music, do you? I could do a whole episode on that. We'll do another channel about that. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, yes, uh, this is Letters of the Long Box with Mikey Sutton. Mikey Sutton is going to be fashionably late because um, he is suffering through a heat wave right now. But 100 degrees, I can bear, and his AC broke. So I can only imagine because sometimes I'm in my office. And I have these AC on, and it's still hot. But your Sorcerer Supreme, I love this shirt, by the way, homage T-shirt. Um, we're gonna do the, uh, we're gonna flip the script this time. Class, shout out to everybody in the live chat. We're gonna flip the script this time, and I'm gonna answer the questions that we have. The, the if you have any questions for Mikey, hold off until afterward. Um, we're not gonna do the questions first. We're gonna do the long-term spec list. Um, this long-term spec list is uh, Namor. But before we get started, uh, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor, KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off. And for the weirdest thing, this just happens to drop tomorrow. Clayton Crane X-23 number one. That is going to be dope. And you can get it signed at KRS HQ on July 16th. I will be there. Uh, so this drops tomorrow at noon Eastern. Nine Pacific, so check out Clayton Crane. You can use discount code of, um, let me find the graphic. If I set out the graphic, there you go. L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off anything in the KRS Comics exclusives as well as the KRS Pullbox. So uh, let's get right to it. I'm going to go over the long-term spec list. And what I'm going to try to do is pull up a little character bio as with it because you know i'm running solo unfortunately the lads couldn't make it today so you just got your boy running solo with you so um this is a list that mikey got um of characters that are being researched for um for namor franchise i guess is the best way. it's either going to be three films could be a disney plus series um don't ask if it's tanesh horta I don't think it is. He hasn't been announced. From all of, from what I've been told, everything I'm hearing, he's going to be White Tiger. I don't think he's going to be Namor. I just don't. I just don't see it. Um, you know, a lot of places are saying that Tanesh Huerta is going to be um, Namor. I just don't see it. You know what I mean? I, he just doesn't fit the build, literally. You know. Um, so let's get right to it, boys and girls. Uh, so this number one on the list is, is uh, on the long term spec, and don't put zero for ten or five for ten or any of this. this I'd rather you, as soon as I announce these, you should go out and look on whatever website you buy comics on and see if you can find them, as opposed to saying 0 for 10. But if you want to do 0 for 10, that's normally for the cover price top 10 of the Shakers, but if you want to do it on this list, go for it. But I would suggest having an eBay window open just in case. 
most of these books are relatively inexpensive. Um, I tried not to pick the obvious ones, but some of them I just can't avoid it. It's, it's just that you have to get that one, all right? So first character on the list, of course you got to have Atuma. It's not Atuma. Atuma, the first appearance is first appearance is Fantastic Four number 33. Uh, obviously, this is, I guess, um, if you were going to say a, Namor had an arch nemesis, it would be known, it would be uh, Atuma. Uh, let me see if I could read a little something about Atuma here. <sighs> the barbarian warlord known as Atuma was part of a secret sect of Homo Mermanus, part of the Skara tribe that was exiled from the city of Atlantis some time ago. So they're always doing battle. So it's this is one of the more obvious ones. If you're going to say um, if Namor had an arch nemesis, it would be Atuma. Or like Arnold Schwarzenegger said, that's not Atuma. I hope you guys got that one. Um, I already answered that question. So is Tanesha Horta playing White Tiger or Namor? Uh, I don't know. They haven't been announced. I haven't heard he's playing Namor. My guess is he's not, and he's playing White Tiger. I think Namor has such a rich history in the in, in the MCU, and they just need a a big a guy that's big. I mean, Tanesh Horta is is I think he's five eight five. Six. I know Robert Downey Jr. Is small, but if you look at Thor, uh, Chris Evans, they're both over six feet tall, so they you know they fit the part. So. Uh, so there you go. First one on the list is Atuma. First appearance, Fantastic Four 33. You're going to see these graphics that I have up here from Cover Price and just kind of give you an indication, a, you know, rough estimate of how much they're worth. Raw average sales, uh, fair market value is about $77. A graded 9.0 sales average is six to eight, uh, 628. Typically, that's what the most sales are in whatever grade that is. So just so you guys see that up there for your own good. I'm not saying, you know, that's what they should go for. But, you know, if you're, somebody's asking too much, then you never know. But this is one of the more common ones. I think a lot of people have been specking on um, Atuma's once they heard that uh, Namor was coming. Next one up is I had, to dig a little, I had to dig a little deeper and I had to get a little bit more creative here. Next on the list is Namora or Namora. Um, interesting about Namora is her first appearance is way... Well, if you want to get her true first appearance, you can go for it. Uh, unfortunately, that first appearance is um, Golden Age. I think it's, it's like a Marvel Comics number one. But the modern appearances of her... Well, actually, no. Her first appearance is Marvel Mystery Comics number 82, which is still a Golden Age book, by the way. Uh, but, you know, as we do, we like to kind of pull characters from... Uh, so, you know, it came out... Her first appearance is in 1947. But also, if you look up the, um, they brought her back in this Submariner number 33. And there's also an interesting little story of her in What If nine, number nine. And if you do some research, you'll see both of these are kind of similar on the uh, retelling of Namora. So her actual full name is Aquaria Nautica Neptuna. She is the daughter of an Atlantean and a surface dwelling woman. And her cousin is? Namor. So there you go. It's only obvious, right? Because you can't just have all villains. Got to have some type of, um, you know, allies. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. Next on the list is Namora. I picked Submariner number 33 and What If number 9. If you research those two books, you'll see why. If you want, you can get Marvel Mystery Comics number 82. It came out in 1947. That's her true first Golden Age appearance. But 
eh, it's a little bit pricey. You know what I'm saying? But if uh, <laughs> I don't put anything uh, past anybody nowadays after seeing um, first go started go for two hundred sixty thousand. All right. So uh, next up on the list, this interesting character is another villain. I think her name is Lyra or Lyra. First appearance is Submariner number thirty two. Um, which came out in the Silver Age, I think, um, 1970s, so Bronze Age, excuse me. So Lyra is the daughter of a, of a Lyrian member of water-breathing Homo Mermani and Rhonda Morris. So she's another um, Mermani. Mermani's are, Homo Mermani are like, a, I guess, is the equivalent of a, what would you consider a mermaid? Um, she is also kind of... Um, Namor's enemy, where she has allied herself with enemies in the past. I think at one point she was kind of fixated on Namor. I mean, who else wouldn't be fixated on Namor? Everybody loves Namor. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him in his uh, speedos there. All all the chicks dig him. Uh, fair market value is about thirteen dollars on this. Graded nine point four sales average eighty three dollars. So this may be a good one to get if you can find it out there. But these Submariner books are hard to find in high grade. So Lyra, first appearance is Submariner number thirty. Two. So there you go. That one's a little more clear cut simple. There's one other book on here where there's like multiple uh, first appearances. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, some thing about Submariner, he's been around since the Golden Age, right? It's one of the, he, he predates Aquaman, to be honest with you, in, uh, the, in the comics. He came out, I think, two months before Aquaman did. Um, so, you know, obviously Namor fighting in World War II. So there's, you know, a lot of old appearances on there. It would be great to see invaders on the screen, by the way. All right, let's get to the next one. The next one is, I think everybody has this in a collection, um, or at least you should, because um, this is another kind of arch nemesis of him. Tiger Shark. First appearance, Submariner number five, far, fair, Raws, about 107 far, fair market value, 250 for about an 8.5. Um, Tiger Shark is, his real name is Todd. Arliss. Okay. So Todd Arliss was a swimmer who took, who took part in the Olympic Games. He damaged his spinal cord when, when he rescued a drowning man. Desperate to regain his swimming ability, Arliss willingly participated in an experiment by Dr. Lemo Dorcas. That's a horrible name. Dr. Dorker blended Arliss's DNA with that of Namor, the submariner, and a tiger shark. Okay, so that's pretty badass. If you splice your DNA uh, with Namor and a tiger shark, so that's where he got the name Tiger Shark. If anybody ever asked, so um, he's been around for a while. I don't. Uh, he's still alive, actually. If you look on the wiki, he hasn't died yet. So I'm pretty sure he's floating around there somewhere. So Tiger Shark, first appearance, Submariner number one. Uh, we're looking at Raw's about 107, graded about 249s. Recently, the Submariner comics have really picked up, especially Submariner number one, the the Bronze Age. Um, nobody's really picking up the Golden Age one because, uh, let's be honest, it's kind of pricey. So, uh, guess he is. Uh, we're going to talk about what Sue Storm, he tried to get at Sue Storm, man. Come on now. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Thanks for joining us on the 
sleepy Sunday afternoon, or at least here it's five o'clock, uh, eight o'clock for wherever you are. Thank you guys, all 109 of you guys, for joining us for Letters of Longbox. As I said, in about uh, 10 15 minutes, Mikey's going to join in. We're going to do the Letters of the Longbox questions. Until then, enjoy this long term spec list. Get your pens and paper, screenshots, whatever you got to do, man, because uh, if you didn't pay attention, we dropped the Madam Zanadu uh, long-term spec list back in April of 2020. Got just uh, was guess just what was announced. Madam X coming to HBO Max. Madam X is actually short for Madam Xanadu. So, uh, hey, one of our long-term specs sometimes hits. Hey, 1 out of 10 ain't bad, right? So there you go. I hope you guys got it for cheap, man. That Nightmare to Doorway to Nightmare or whatever, number one, which is a rare book already, but... It's already jumped up in price significantly ever since the announcement. So hopefully you got in when we when we told you guys that she was coming. Next up, you got to have Tyrak the Terrible. First appearance is Avengers 54. This book is cheap to find. Uh, nine sixes are only $110. Yet another villain for um, Namor. He's also a member of the aquatic race known as Homo Mermanus, which I think are, I don't know if you can call them, all, all the Atlanteans are Homo Hermanus. I believe so. Yes. So Homo Homo Mermani or Homo Mermanus is like, you know, what, you know when you say Homo sapien or whatever, that's the term the imps in the 66 they use for anybody uh, from Atlanteans, right? Um, so anybody who is aquatic, uh, you know, and most Atlanteans appear blue. Um, uh, obviously Namor doesn't appear blue because he's half, uh, homo sapien. So there you go. Fair market value on this book is, uh, only eight ninety two for raw 110 for 9.6 for Avengers number 54, 154. I, I guarantee you there's, you can find this. If you're, if your LCS has a good long box of, uh, old Avengers books, it's a good chance this book is in there, man. Just saying. So Tyrak, the terrible, not considered, uh, not can be confused with Terrax the Tamer. You got Terrax the Terrible. That is a cool name. Uh, first appearance, Avengers number 54. All right. On to the next one is one of my favorites. And we have an eyeline on the list. That's why, boys and girls, Stingray. They're researching for it. First appearance, Submariner number 19, Rock Hoppy. $17 on average, typically low grader. A 9.6 sales average, 432. This book does not used to be that much, and it is hard as hell to find in a high grade. Um, obviously, he, although he's fighting him on the camera here, Stingray has always been a kind of a butt of the joke. Um, you know, he is the first marine biologist superhero, I safe to say. <laughs> I think he one time tried to join the Avengers. Um, and he has a, um, I'll tell you right now, his name is Dr. Walter Newell, was a brilliant oceanographer and engineer. He supervised the construction of a doomed undersea city with plans for to grow food for mankind. So he's already a good guy. The city was attacked by the plunderer, but he was stopped by the Atlanteans, Namor, the Submariner, and Lady Dormer. But the city was destroyed. Tiger Shark attempted to unleash a deadly virus, but Neymar, with the help of Dr. Newell, ensured that it uh, caused no harm. Unfortunately, Tiger Shark escaped. Um, what's interesting is he doesn't have powers and abilities. Um, it's the suit, that Stingray suit that he has. Um, the, so 
Stingray suit, Newell utilizes specialized armor originally designed for underwater exploration. The suit can safely operate to in depths up to 1,200 feet. It has a unique oxygen diffusion system based on fish skills. The suit grants Newell superhuman strength and a durability to handle underwater conditions. The suit is also able to swim at high speeds underwater. Newell can also glide, but not in water. It's... Its main weapon is a potent electric blast. The suit also has an internal communication system. The suit has no links to this battle. This this suit the suit has no links to the battle suits designed by Stark Industries. So there you go. How cool is that? Uh, I think at one point Stingray was part of the Mercs for Money. Remember the Deadpool run? So you know you know. But in my estimation, um, Stingray has one of the coolest costumes. In all the comics, I'm sorry. It just, it just, it's just cool. I, uh, you know, say what you will, make fun of the cover that he looks like he's peeing on Namor. But uh, to me, <laughs> I always thought that um, that um, Stingray looked cool, man. So, and the prices are creeping up. I, I, when I looked this up, I was pretty shocked that the 9.6 are selling for 4.32 because uh, you can get this in near mint, probably three, four years ago for you know 30, 40, 50 bucks, man. But when people start talking about a character, and we talk about this on the Lords all the time, whenever you hear about a character being developed for the MCU, just immediately start thinking about the ancillary characters, villains, and, and allies, because it's a pretty good chance that they're going to be coming on with them as well. You know what I mean? So there you go. All right, we still have uh, two more left. Hold on here. Oh, Mikey is, being, uh, is about to join us. Perfect timing, because I only got two left. All right, so this one is a bit of a pricey book. <laughs> but just to get it out there that she's coming, so I'll let you internet sleuths do the history and see if there's newer versions, storylines, or whatnot. Warlord Krang is coming to... Oh, I'm sorry. Where was I? Oh, uh, let me do this one first. Since Well, you know what? They're both the same comic, so I will do them both. Lady Dorma and Warlord Krang. FF Annual, number one. It's big. Uh, they both make their first appearance in this book. Uh, Lady Dorma is, uh, how do I say? She's a bit of a stalker where she really like wants to get at Namor, and Namor rebuffs her romantic advances, and, and she gets mad and takes it out on him. And um, Warlord Krang is another one of those underwater warlords. Um, I'm all over the place. How did I jump? Anyway, Anyway, these two books... Already pricey, so be careful. Raw averages are 108, a 9.0 for 2,300 dollars, man. It's square bound. Uh, that is ridiculous. But there you go. Two, it's a double spec, I guess you could say, right? You got Lady Dorma and you got Warlord Krang. Krang sounds like that guy from um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, wherever that uh, the bad guy was. It was a crack Krang or whatever. Anyway, all right, man. Let me go back to my list here. Because I think I jumped over one. All right, so Tyrak the Terrible. Oh, this is the one I skipped on. Commander Kraken. First appearance, Submariner number 27. He is as close, as you could say, as a pirate as possible. You see him on the screen right there. He's uh, kind of this, um, I, there's no way to put it. He's a pirate on the open seas. And so anytime somebody does something bad on the open seas, Namor is going to come there because Namor hates land dwellers and what they do to his ocean. So Commander Kraken, which is also just a really cool name. Uh, raw sales average about $14. Uh, 
9.8 is about 179. So if you look up the histories on this, you can kind of you know research the characters and you can see the storylines that they're doing. I don't want to bore you by just reading all the different storylines that they're in, but Commander Kraken. So this goes to tell you that this is either, you know, when they plan these Marvel movies out, they're like, all right, well, we don't just do one movie. We typically do a trilogy, sometimes a, a four movies. Or it could be a, a Disney Plus series, depending on how they go with it. But they definitely have the rights back. They're just waiting to get the right moment to bring uh, Submariner back. All right, so Commander Kraken. That is such a cool name. I dig that name. All right, so we already had Lady Dorma, right? Okay, you guys got that FF1, Warlord Krang. And Stingray. All right, the last one on the list, because I kind of jumped around in my graphics here. And this one's interesting, actually. So this isn't an actual character, but this is a team. So when they got this list, they said, we're going to do this team. The problem was there's two versions of this team. There's a villain team and there's a hero team. So I put them both up on here. Defenders number seven is the first appearance of Namor's Deep Six team, which is a team of superheroes. Uh, Namor, uh, the Submariner number 58. The Deep Six is an, a, is a villain team headed up by Atuma. So I all I got from Mikey was um, it's going to be um, Deep Six. So I got both of them. So here it is. There's a Deep Six hero, heroic team, and there's a Deep Six villain team. And speaking of villains, Mikey Sutton is in the live chat. What's up, Mikey? Oh, well, here in the new apocalypse, Darkseid <laughs> and Steppenwolf have terraformed Seattle into this raging hellhole. Yeah, it never uh, gets hot there. <laughs> so thankfully, Iceman fixed my AC, and I'm uh, alive and well to broadcast. So Iceman came and saved you from Mephisto's hell. Oh, hell yeah, saying. man. Hell yeah. It's, 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 just yeah. put it, it's always Mephisto. That's the you answer. Like, we're not used to this. This is like, no. what the hell? Well, actually, tomorrow is supposed to be even hotter. I looked it up yeah. on the weather. Tomorrow's triple digits uh, in uh, Seattle. I don't think we've ever had that in the hundred years they've been measuring the weather. So, yeah, I'll be here for the wrong kind of history being made. So, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> the interesting thing about Seattle is it rarely snows a lot and it rarely rains a lot. I was there. I remember six years ago when I had really bad snow and it oh, crippled. Yeah. What people don't realize, I've been to Seattle a few times because I used to have an office out there. Is um, Seattle is very hilly, like San Francisco. There are lots of hills in the in the Seattle area. Like if you if you're like if you didn't think anybody, you're like this is like San Francisco. For those who are from the Bay Area, you've been to San Francisco. <laughs> there's hills everywhere. Can you imagine now being in the hill, uh, a hilly upgrade or downgrade, and it's snowing and ice on the road? Oh I've been my there. god! Yeah, I've been there. I used to have an office on Capitol Hill. But... Oh yeah, Capitol Hill's nice. I mean, I mean, you and just imagine. <laughs> so I remember when I was working from home and a bunch of and our alphas in Seattle, a bunch of people just said, "I'm not driving," and they all just called in sick. Yeah, it's mostly wet and rainy. Come on, it's it's <laughs> not it's anything. All right, uh, well, I just finished up the long term spec list. All right, uh, perfect timing. Want, I can go through it if there's anything you want to add. Sure, so. Go ahead, yeah. All right, so first off, we got it's not a Duma. Uh, first appearance, Fantastic Four 33. Uh, obviously, the probably his main, one of his main villains besides him and Target Shark. I can't, yeah. I would say Atuma is the bigger, his arch nemesis, if you're going to say one. 
Uh, Nemora, I didn't go with the Golden Age version. I went with these two different versions. Um, <laughs> what would the Golden Age version cost you, by the way? <laughs> uh, it's from 1947. Um, <laughs> it's like Marvel su- Marvel superheroes number 40, uh, number 20-something from 1947. I was like, you know what? I think, but this is 33, and with this what if are their first Silver Age appearances. Um, yeah. So you know, so a lot of times in the Golden Age they just went away for a while. They never talked about them. So this, you know, look at these two. Research that what if book. You'll be interested to see on why it's it's such an interesting book about Nemora. So and also would that be an awesome screen. awesome what if episode? That story right there. That would be like. Well, look who else is on the screen in that what if? Uh, what if? Yeah. So what if the Avengers had fought evil during the fifties, and that's Quasar on there, right? And and I think that's triathlon man. Holy shit! My not, I, I am shocked that I remember that's triathlon man or three or three D man. One of the yep. two, the guy in the green yep. and red. I'm, oh my 3D god! Three D man, where my face? I'm embarrassed. I remember that. Okay. Um, <laughs> next up is Lyra or Lyra, first appearance of Mariner number thirty two. Another uh, villainous uh, for Namor because all the chicks dig him because of his speedos. Like what can you say, man? And this, uh, I was saying, Tiger Shark is tied with, with me for with Atuma for like. Namor's look at that biggest. beautiful cover, man. Damn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this book is picking up traction. Uh two forty nine for an eight point five. Well, one hundred seven for a raw. But look at this Atuma book. Six six hundred twenty eight dollars for nine point zero. I think as soon as people started hearing the rumors that a Submariner is coming, you know, they do what we, what yeah. all collectors do. They start looking at who the villains are and who the allies are. Right. It's it's common yeah. sense, guys. Don't wait. Until they're announced, just start picking up the ancillary characters if they're within your budget. You know, I always have to premise, premise that if it's within your budget. Uh, this is the weirdest one on the book. Tyrak the Terrible, first appearance <laughs> in Avengers number 54, another Atlantean, which you can still get for real cheap. I was surprised it was in an Avengers book. Also, I love this character. Commander Kraken, the pirate, um, first appearance, Submariner number 27. Yeah, I just want to add uh, Commander Kraken. I heard that. Um, he's got a red mark again next to his name. Um, so they're being told to heavily research this character, uh, which so means you got yeah. to tell me that in advance. Yeah. So yeah. I, okay. So, <laughs> uh, so of any of the characters I already mentioned, have they, any of them have a red mark by their Actually, name? Actually, yeah. Can you just quickly? All right. We got a Tuma. Yes. Yes. Your red mark. So red mark means what again for the people? It means it's been heavily, heavily researched. This character because it's priority. Um, okay, so guys, for those who've been watching the channel for you know three or four years now, you guys know along these long-term spec lists, they they all can't be fit into a movie or a franchise. Sometimes they it's called the cutting room floor for a reason, right? Yeah. But yeah. Mikey's telling you this one has a better chance because they're saying deeply research this one and you know and we'll figure out as we go. You got to think Nemora is on there. Is Nemora have a red? That that's, that's actually has two red marks on that one. So. Two. Okay. So that's all right. So now serious. we went from one red mark to two red marks for mm-hmm. Nemora. Yeah. Uh, Namor's cousin. What about Lyra? No red mark on her. No red mark, but research it anyway because they're yep. saying just yep. in case, or it can just be a guess, an ancillary character or something along those lines. Target shark. Oh, we already talked about it. red mark on has, Tiger Shark. There's a red mark on there. Tyrak the Terrible? Yeah, no red mark on him. Commander Kraken has a yeah, red mark? one on him, yeah. 
How can you not have a red mark with a cool name like that? Come on, man. Just find the right actor to play him, right? I mean, exactly. Release Commander Kraken, right? It's got to be somebody really outlandish to play. Johnny Depp. I I was just going to say that. Dare I say Johnny Depp? Oh my God. That's not even open up that can of worms. And we'll have Amber Heard as Namora. They're both in the screen. There we go. And then we got Lady Dorma. Yeah, Red Mark. Stingray. Red Mark. Gotta have a Stingray. Red Mark. Stingray's gotta come. Yeah, here's 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 the funny part, um, Evo. I've always liked Stingray for some reason. I never attached him to Namor. Always, yeah, because he was he was like floating around with the Avengers, I think yeah. the Defenders at one point, because he's not a he's not a villain, he's a good guy. Yeah, so I was like, Oh, yeah, of course Stingray's you know. Yeah, but <laughs> I remember like there used to be those Avengers issues where they're like, It's open enrollment. Who wants to join the Avengers? And all these like C list characters would appear, um, you know, wanting to join the Avengers. Um, but you know, I always, I was just telling Elijah, I love Stingray as costume. One of my favorite costumes oh, in all of comics, man. Awesome. Just great color scheme, just the kind of the yeah. wings that he can glide on. And then we got the two for spec, which is Warlord Krang, which is also the first appearance of Lady Dorma in FF Annual number one. Yeah, no, no red light on him. And what about Deep Six? No red light on them either. Which, but they were they were asked to be researched anyway, correct? Yep, exactly. And I think the ones that have the red mark on them are the ones that Kevin Feige feels has the most potential. So most likely they're going to be you know used right away because these are franchise long term speculation lists. So um, they have to see how successful the first one is. Yeah. So, so have you heard any um, actually? JLS, that will be on uh, one of the questions that we answer on the the letters. They asked about Namorita, which Namorita really doesn't have a connection toward Namor so much as she does another franchise. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but what's interesting about <clears throat> Namor, obviously, you know, we'll get it out of right. People wondering, all right, who has the rights to Namor? Well, Marvel Studios has the rights to him. Um, so they can do a solo franchise for him now. Okay, Hulk is a little bit more murky, but Namor is definitely they can they can do. I can't like get a straight answer on Hulk, bro. I guess for sure, just no one really knows like the, the precise answer to to it. Yeah, the thing is, Marvel can make a Hulk movie, yeah. but it would be distributed by Universal. Yeah. So it's kind of like okay, well, to skirt that, we can just make a movie. Yep. Without Hulk in the title and not have Universal do the distribution rights is kind of you know an fu to you. So you know you know. Well, yeah, it's like with, with Wolverine, they want to call the film the Immortal Wolverine, the Immortal, obviously referring to the Hulk as well as Wolverine. Yeah. Because um, the Immortal Hulk, because that's that's the version of the Hulk that they'll be fighting Wolverine will be the Immortal Hulk version of the Hulk. I think that's one of our questions, actually. So uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me. Uh, oh, here we go. Mikey, a question from Key Comics. The Mortal Hulk stories in the MCU would be amazing. What are you hearing? Well, they heard you before they heard you. Yeah. Yeah. They want the Professor Hulk angle uh, was something that they feel has no potential for them to use any further. Um, they very, you know, told that part of the character, and they want to bring back the savagery of the Hulk. 
and they feel that in order to go against a character like Wolverine, you gotta make the Hulk as brutal as he can be. And so they're looking towards the Immortal Hulk run um, as a basis for the new version of his character. And why not? Because it was a critical and financial success uh, when they came out yeah. with that series. It was much more of a horror version of Hulk. I mean, there was a whole yeah. mythos they built around uh, this kind of weird uh, kind of Hulk hell, I guess, for lack of a better expression. But, I mean, you know, there's a reason. Why not pick a storyline that has, you know, um, popular fan reaction to it? You know, um, you know, Foggy is great at doing that. Uh, DC, not so much. I don't know uh, what <laughs> comic Wonder Woman 84 is based off of. But, <laughs> but you know, but you you know, know, Batman vs. Superman, you got all storylines in there. You got uh, the Dark Knight Returns and you had Death of Superman all in one. So uh, there you go. But, Man, you know, she had better comics in 1984. I think Roy Thomas... Was writing her back. I think Gene Cullen yeah. was drawing. Was drawing I mean, her. <laughs> that's why I like the the Marvel long term spec list makes sense because they're like, hey, research this because we have a history yeah. in the comic book, so we can give this to writers or or directors and say, hey, you know what, this would be great. True fans are really really appreciated. And plus, they were good stories that you guys can tweak and make more modern. You know, so let's get right. That was our first yeah, question. Let's I get... forgot. I'm glad you mentioned the red mark. I forget completely. Forget to tell you about that all the time. I like. There's yeah. a red mark on these names here. So when you send me the email, put a red mark next to them. <laughs> <laughs> because some of the um, previous ones I gave you had red marks on them. I just didn't pay attention. You mean but like Madam those... Xanadu? <laughs> yeah. I already told them about Madam Xanadu. Yeah. I said, you know, that's why, hey, sometimes these long-term spec lists, sometimes they hit, you know, but they're, they're being researched. So... All right, let's get down to it. Let's get to our first question here. Hope, please hold off your questions for Mikey toward the end. Uh, we yeah. have about, what, eight questions and we'll get right to them so if you want to if you have a question you want mikey to answer leave it in the uh the video after it posts uh leave it in the comment section or hit up the geekosity facebook page and then leave a question there i think there's like a long running thread of five thousand comments in there that uh, it's probably easier to leave a question here and you'll get to see <laughs> than that thread all right. Yeah, true, seriously. all right so first question is from cs are they planning to introduce moon dragon in the mcu yeah, before I answer this question, let me give you a bonus round here. I know a lot of speculators are watching right now. Um, I didn't mention this in the long-term speculation list. Let's consider it an extra bonus track. <clears throat> I would definitely spec... Does this deserve a cannonball? Yeah, I would definitely spec on Namor by John Byrne. The John Byrne run of Namor, uh, number one. Um, I've, I heard that the businessman angle of Namor is something they're going to pursue in the future. Um, there you go. So definitely spec on that book and some great John Byrne art in there anyway. So. Great Byrne. Yeah. That was when he was writing and, uh, and drawing. So check out the yeah. John Byrne run on Namor. Um, Cause obviously, you know, they don't want to just make him the crazy kind of, uh, yeah. You know, eco terrorists. You know, anything. You know, anytime you know somebody throws some garbage in the ocean, he just it just attacks. You know, you know. It's like you throw a bottle in the ocean, I'm destroying New York City. You know, Lantis attacks or something along those lines. But uh, uh, and then after these, uh, we'll probably I'll ask you about you know the the Namor angle um, in the, uh, for uh, Black Panther two, which is, yeah. I think we talked about this on the show 
when you gave it to us maybe a year or two ago that the Black it's Panther been 2 a was, while. Yeah. It was going to be a, basically Atlantis attacks between Wakanda and yeah. Atlantis, which is also in a comic storyline. Um, you were on so, this so long ago. Like, everybody's like catching up to us, though. Yeah. You know, right, Devo? Shout out to TLC uh, Comics for yeah. the 999 uh, Super Chats. Great show. Any updates on Gwenpool? No plans for Gwenpool. Um, not even remote. <laughs> um, Spider-Gwen, yes, but not Gwenpool. Yeah, that's one of those murky um, kind of hybrids that who owns the rights to? Because obviously anything Gwen Stacy belongs to Sony. Yeah. Right? And then Deadpool is Marvel. So, you know. It's kind of a weird, murky thing what they could do with it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Sony animators did something with it because they, you know, you all of a sudden, you know, but you know, if if Marvel would have to allow Sony to use Gwenpool because of the pool aspect of it, well, yeah. Marvel yeah. would have to use the get Sony's permission to use the Gwen part of it. So it's one of those murky things. <laughs> it's like. You know what I mean? It's like uh, in the comics, it's cool, but man, uh, from a rights perspective, you got to think both both want both want to eat. Marvel and Sony both want to eat, right? But who gets to eat most is you know up for debate. You know. All right. Uh, yeah, next I can question. see Grandpa's and animated more so than. Uh, I think she would work great. Yeah. Work, yeah, especially if there was a Deadpool animated series. Too bad that didn't oh, happen. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question is from Vit Vitty. Hey all, thanks for the great Although show. You forget you had to end the Moon Dragon one. Yeah. Oh, back to Moon Dragon. Uh, yeah. Yes, go ahead and answer. Yeah, definitely. In fact, this is one of the uh, the big spec books to get if you can get it for a good price right now. I get it. Moon Dragon is definitely coming. Um, if she's not in the next Guardians, she'll be showing up right after because uh, they are planning on putting her in the Annihilation um, adaptation. Uh, which Loki is now hinting at, um, you know, Annihilation Wave is coming. So. Yeah, so if you didn't pay attention on, um, um, by the way, first appearance of Moondragon is Madame McEvil in Iron Man 54, right before Thanos hits in Iron wow. Man 50, 55. Wow, <laughs> Yeah. So we had her on the long-term spec list like two years ago that you gave us. It was, and we had her as Madame McEvil um, because, you know, um, and that's, she's first started off as the name is Madame McEvil. And then she became Moondragon um, right before Iron Man 55, which is the most expensive book. But even that Moondragon, the Iron Man 54 book is, is hot right now. And for those who didn't pay attention, Lamentis, uh, which was the planet on, uh, that was dropped literally had things dropping on it on episode two or three of Loki is I believe the planet of the priests of Pama, which is where moon dragon is from. Also has connections to Quasar. And I think you and I talked about this because this was a time jump going forward. Right. So I think it was like 2057, 2077. Yeah. 2077. So it can literally be the annihilation wave that's taking out that planet. Yeah. Because it's there's it's put it this way, there's already a comics. The first appearance of Lamentus is in Annihilation uh, prequel, with, yep. and it has and it has the female Quasar on the cover. So there yeah. you go. For those Annihilation Conquest prologue, I believe number one. So as so the question would be. In 2077, what the hell was causing the destruction of that planet, right? Was it Galactus yeah, or was it the Annihilation right? Wave? Yeah. yeah. 
Did the nihilists like do it? I mean, who you know? Who yeah, the, the the thing about the, the annihilation wave was it was just like a wave of destruction that came around. But also, I mean, you know, I don't think it's Galactus because if it was Galactus, Galactus would be sucking things out of the planet as opposed to throwing things at the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So I think because a lot of people are like saying, oh, maybe it's Galactus. No, no, the Galactus, you had literally has a giant machine. That's a vacuum cleaner for energy that he sucks from the planet and destroys the planet for lack of a better term. Um, so, you know, but the annihilation wave does make sense. And I mean, if you guys think that this thing is too far in advance, just think about the callbacks that Loki's done already, all the way back to Avengers, right? Yeah. I mean, the callbacks that they do on these shows, I mean, it's kind of amazing. All right. Thanks for the question. We spent a lot and, of time uh, on Speaking Moon of Dragon, Thanos, there is Jim Starlin in the photo with me. I met him. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was whenever I think of Moon Dragon, I think about the Star Trek, uh, the motion picture, and the bald headed girl. Oh yeah, right. I was like, dude, that's Moon Dragon right there. Yeah. Too bad, you know. Exactly. She she looked to me. I was like, oh my god, that looks like Moon Dragon. But after watching it, you know. But obviously, what? So there you go. Star Trek is gonna be having a Moon Dragon in the MCU, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's gonna be the headline tomorrow. Mikey yeah. Sutton and Tivo says uh, Star Trek and Moon Dragon. <laughs> All right. Uh, then they'll be on they'll be on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. So this question pops up like once every like three weeks. Any update on Gambit? Um, it's still coming to Disney Plus. Um, but no, no, um, progress on it that I've heard lately. And uh, there's just. They want to prioritize the other X-Men characters, so um, it's it's going to happen. It's going to take a while. Poor, 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 what's his name? Uh, Magic Mike couldn't get the uh, project up and running. And I, maybe that's a good thing for us because you know, he's not known for his if acting chops. I was like, uh, God, I can't even think of his name. Channing Tatum, I'm sorry. My girlfriend could probably hear me in the background. She loves her <laughs> some Channing Tatum. She goes, how dare you besmirch Channing Tatum's good name? But, yeah. That was his project for the longest time when it was over at Fox. So, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, um, you know, it's they got so many other mutants they could do. It's like, you know, like I, we keep on thinking they're going to sprinkle these little mutants here and there. And then we're going to see a giant X-Men movie with the, you know, with the with the big characters, I think. So here we go. All right. Thanks, Vin Vitti. All right. Next question uh, is for um, Isaiah Perez. And this is one of my favorite questions on here. With Jimmy Woo and Shang, Shang-Chi already in the MCU, is there a chance we could see the Agents of Atlas debut in the MCU? Well, you know, aside from Spider-Man, there's probably no other comic, comic book property that people ask me about more than Agents of Atlas. Before um, you answer that, can <laughs> I, let me let me drop some Jimmy Woo for them. Yeah. The baddest on the microphone apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump of some like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah.
Shout he's out to awesome, Jimmy yeah. Woo with the bars. All right. The fact that he's more popular than ever, just <laughs> perfect yeah. timing with Agents of Atlas. I mean. uh, Jimmy Woo and uh, Luis from Ant-Man need to have their own show or movie. Team me up together. That would be awesome. So, so Agents of Atlas will be gradually introduced in Shang-Chi, which is where they will make their debut. Uh, most likely they won't show up as a full group until the third Shang-Chi film. You're going to see members like, I think the Avengers, where one member starts showing up and, and they build up from there. Um, but yeah, Shang-Chi will have his own Avengers and they'll be Agents of Atlas. That's going to be a super hot book years from now. Don't wait until the trailer. Don't wait until they announce it. I mean, people. It's like I mean, people, people <laughs> didn't buy Shang-Chi until the trailer dropped. And then we got another trailer. Now everybody's losing their mind over the abomination and Fin Fang Foom and and Fin Fang Foom swimming around in the ocean when uh I mean, you know, we kinda told everybody that these things are coming. Uh the Abomination's an interesting one though. I didn't you know, I didn't expect him to show up in the uh the Shang-Chi trailer, which was pretty cool. I mean yeah, that was they even awesome. had they even had the ear gills down the exact same as the character oh, that and everything. Was, yeah, that even went nuts, man. <laughs> and I think it was fighting Wong too in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So I that, mean, that was for you, Tebow. You have a Doctor Strange thing in there for Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> Showing Wong getting his butt kicked. That was fucked up. But, <laughs> but you got to think, you know, that they, they have to throw, you know, um, you know, since the um, Sorcerer Supreme have a lot of martial arts in their, you know, they have to throw, if there's a tournament, then they have to have somebody in that tournament. And also, I would think, you know, if, Truly, is the tournament is for the Ten Rings or one of the rings or whatever that you know Doctor Strange wants to be involved because obviously these rings are you know he's in charge of mystical artifacts or magical artifacts. In the comics, I do believe the Ten Rings are are alien in nature. I don't think they're they're mystical, but that may have changed over the times. But that ending scene with Shang Chi and um, his dad fighting over the rings that was dope because everybody yeah. i think for the longest time everybody just equated um they thought a ring was a ring you wore on your finger well rings can also go around your arms and then, you know i think yeah. that's a cool way of introducing it you know uh as opposed to you know some guy sending you know, 10 rings in his finger so, oh, that's that actually, yeah it's, it's i think so... a ring around the arm i think that works just as well and it oh, looked pretty man. cool man so it looks like a lot of martial arts mysticism which i'm down with all right so thanks for the question, Isaiah Perez. So yes, Agent Atlas is coming. Probably not in the first one, but I think we talked about you know starting from. I can see at the end of Shang Chi, Jimmy Woo coming up to Shang Chi and say, "Hey man, I'm starting this team up," and you know, kind of like the Avengers Initiative yeah. when uh, Nick Fury talked to uh, Tony Stark, right? And when Gino and Jimmy Woo, I mean, there's a reason why Marvel cast the character with the same name as a character in the comics, right? They could have called him anything. But they yeah. called him Jimmy. They called him Jimmy Woo. So there you go. All right, Anthony Reynolds. And, uh, asks, keep an eye out for Arrow because she is um, A E R O. She yeah, is going to be one of the first ones to show up. So yep, Wave, uh, a lot of them. So there's a huge market in the in the in the Pacific Islands and the Asian countries for those those characters. So we shall see. Yeah. Um. Here's from Anthony Reynolds. Read a report that Namorita may show up in Namor or in Black Panther two. Does this mean New Warriors project will finally be released or reshot? Um. You know, New Warriors is like Captain America in the beginning of the of first adventure. Um. It's an ice right now, and it's gonna be a while before it gets thought out. So, 
Um, yeah, this. So there was a pilot that was shot, and it was supposed yeah. to be. I don't know what it was from, um, but the uh, the the spokesperson woman for AT and T uh, was going to be playing Squirrel Girl, and that's why she kept on appearing on all these Marvel red carpets, right? But they were shopping it around, and nobody bought it because eventually, I think Jeff Loeb was a champion of the show, and Jeff Loeb left the company, yeah. and it was based as it was it was marketed as a thirty minute. Uh, uh, sitcom, right? And so mm-hmm. I think maybe I think Kevin Feige's like, you know what? I think New Warriors have enough stories in there. We can make it more, uh, more our dramatic. I don't want to say dramatic because all Marvel hu- movies have a uh, bit of humor in them, but not a thirty-minute sitcom where it's just you know, you know, just goofy for goofiness' sake. It can still be a good action drama show with. Um, with with comedy, I mean, if you if you have a character named Squirrel Girl, hello, it has to be kind of, kind of comedy. But there's also Night Thrasher, uh, Darkhawk. There's a bunch of uh, you know, you know um, Speedball. I mean, come on now, there's a bunch of New Warriors out there, and I think New Warriors is perfect, a perfect series for Disney Plus. Yeah, but I don't think Kevin Foggy wants to. I think in a way he's like, you know what? It, it, it's kind of embarrassing to make it a sitcom, you know, you know, that's what Modoc is, right? They have Modoc yeah. the animated series on Hulu, which is actually kind of funny, actually, if you think about it. But I mean, that's, you know, Modoc is, uh, is it's on Hulu, right? Or is it on? Uh, yeah, it's a goofy character to begin with, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I could, but I can see New Warriors ending up on Disney Plus, you know, get more viewership. But Modoc is definitely more like an adult humor, and that's why it's on the Hulu side. So Yeah, and they really uh, want to um, establish Young Avengers first because, you know, you have New Warriors, which is another team of basically young younger heroes, you know. So um, you want to avoid too much team fatigue because, yeah, yeah. because the X-Men, they're going to introduce a Fantastic Four. So... You know, it's just not on their priority list right now. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a while, guys. So. Yeah, because you already have the seeds being planted for the Young Avengers, right? Oh, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, La Kate Bishop, Stature's already been cast for yeah. Ant Man, uh, Speed and Wiccan. Uh, yeah. Isaiah Bradley. Holy cow. I just, that, that's the entire Young Avengers <laughs> cast. They've already been introduced in yeah. one way or form or another in yeah. the. In the Disney Plus series, if so, you're paying attention. It's like, guys, they're there. They didn't yeah. have to name him Isaiah as as, as Isaiah Bradley. Right? As, yeah. They didn't have to name Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. They didn't have to name him Stature. They didn't have to bring in Kate Bishop. They didn't have to bring in Speed and Wiccan. Yeah. I'm most curious to see how they uh, bring Speed and Wiccan back in Doctor Strange too. And this isn't Mikey's guess, but this is my guess. Is I think something or somebody the dark hold my guess is it's mephisto actually mm-hmm. gets a hold of speed and wiccan and if you're familiar with the story of um magic from uh x-men the uh, new mutants she went into limbo what seemed like a couple hours and came out aged up by 10 years and that's how you can bring a teenage versions of speed and wiccan it's been in, it's already been done in the comics. I'm just saying, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, so, totally. so if you remember, limbo time works differently. So she went into limbo and then she came back out, and it was literally like two panels of a page in the in the comic, and then she became like a teenager at that point because Yana Rossi was really young, and then she went into this portal, came out of limbo, then after a while, and then they came out with the magic uh, miniseries that ex- that explain everything that happened you know what character never i hear, never hear anything about which was a major character is the 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 master limbo belasco remember him 
Oh God, yeah, I do. Why? Uh, I mean, Belasco has horns and everything. Why isn't it Belasco? Why is it Mephisto? But we'll see. Anyway, that's just my <laughs> that's just my spiel. What I think could happen with Speed and Wiccan. Um, I think they're gonna find them, and they're gonna be aged up, and then boom, they can become young Avengers. Young Avengers, right there. Yeah, may have a six or seven year olds, even though that one dude tried to shoot him <laughs> in uh, in WandaVision. I was messed up. Um, all right. So next question is from. Oops, sorry. Nick Taylor asks, are we going to get a proper Wolverine versus Sabretooth fight? What, you didn't like the other two iterations of it you saw on screen already? Yeah, you're going to see a uh, probably the most epic Wolverine versus Sabretooth fight um, of all time because they want to include Sabretooth in the Wolverine versus Hulk film. And I actually liked the version of uh, Sabretooth that was in the god-awful Wolverine Origins movie. Yeah, that was actually pretty well done. What's his name? I forgot the name, but he's a great actor. Um, the his, actor they showed was perfect. Yeah, he has a show on – he had his own show on Showtime for a long time. But, like, the version of him on uh, the on the X-Men movies originally where he's just feral and didn't really talk was kind of stupid. But in the X-Men Origins, where we also got to see, like, you know, first real Deadpool, uh, mm-hmm. that version of Sabretooth was pretty cool. I think they can take bits of, of Yeah, Leib Schreiber, that's Leib Schreiber, yes. Leib Schreiber played an excellent Sabretooth. I mean, he's a little bit long in the tooth, pun intended, uh, <laughs> to play him. But, you know, dude, uh, just so you guys know, man, so here's when you say, ah, oh, they're, 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 they're too old. Okay, John Wick is 54 years old. Keanu Reeves is 54 years old. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Donnie Yen is 57 years old. And they're both going to be in John Wick 4, uh, which I'm super stoked for, by the way. But that's crazy. Does so, to- have a cannonball? Oh, boy. Here we go, boys and girls. We haven't, had, we haven't had a cannonball all day. So here's your first cannonball, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! So coming up in a couple of weeks, maybe next week, I'm not sure, um, we are going to do a... Some of you will laugh at this because of... Uh, well, I know Tio will, will make a joke about this as well. Um, long term, they're looking at future Disney Plus projects, which may or may not be greenlit depending on how well the films they are attached to do. Um, but I discovered that they are planning an Iron Fist revival. Uh, rebooted will not be Finn Jones. So that's pretty much definite. It's not going to be Finn Jones. Yes. Uh, and so but it, it all depends because they want to introduce him in Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi 2, um, where he fights Shang-Chi. And then spin them off into Disney Plus after the new Iron Fist. Now, Which the new Iron sense. Fist show, they're just still discussing it, but check this out. I'm going to get a long-term speculation list on the new Iron Fist series. And I've already been told one of the characters on that list, and it's Sabretooth. Makes sense. Sabretooth's first appearance was in Iron Fist. Yeah, so after... Sabretooth appears in the Wolverine Hulk film. Most likely he'll be on the Iron Fist show. So there you go, Nick. Just 
double your answer right there with a there you go that's why we've been hyping that book uh we've been talking about that book now for a long time the uh master of kung fu annual number one the first ever meeting between iron fist and shang chi yeah i and a lot of people come up saying Iron Fist is going to be in Shang-Chi. And it's like, you know what? He's too big of a character. And they want, I think, Shang-Chi to have his own yep. know, bright lights. You know exactly. what I mean? And, yep. and, you know, maybe in a post credit scene or something. But, let, you know, may, in, but in, in the sequel, they can meet up. Boom. That's how you do it. You know, fight yeah, at first and the, go up somewhere Bruce else. Lee, Chuck Norris. Uh, that would be ret- epic. Retro uh, yeah. homage fight in the sequel. So, Return of the Dragon. Was it Return of the Dragon, I believe, with a... No, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was called Way of the Dragon. Or, Way of the Dragon. Yeah, Return of the Dragon is, Enter the Dragon is actually the American version. Return of the Dragon is that one where it takes place in, uh, like, Italy, where they're fighting okay. at the Coliseum. One of the best fight scenes ever filmed. Yes, it was on, amazing. Yeah, yeah I remember it was that. Fi- it, was a, it was like a fake set of the Coliseum, but it was like, it was a wide shot. It was yep. there wasn't multiple cuts. It was it was such beautiful oh, the way man. they shot that film. So uh, that's what they want to pay homage to uh, Tivo. So yo, let, let me see Iron <laughs> Fist and Shang Chi fight at the Coliseum. You know that would be dope. You know what I mean? That would be absolutely incredible. Now give Shang Chi some like uh, vibranium nunchucks and boom, I am there. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Come on, I mean because I think it was cool that the. He, he needs to have some sort of powers, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And at the end, in that trailer, it looks like he will get some powers. In the comics, he does have this this multiplicity power, I guess is the only way of saying it, where he can create multiple multiple versions of himself, and I believe it was in uh, Avengers World. Um, so it makes more sense like that. I mean, he's a skilled fighter already, but, you know, yeah. you know, going up against Shang, uh, Iron Fist, where he can, you know, summon the, uh, the, the, the Fist of Iron, so you say, but I would love it if in Shang Chi they actually don't show Iron Fist, but they um, they maybe mention Kowloon, you know, exactly. Just there you go. Because it's been they they have to mention it eventually because it's oh, uh, they have to, yeah. it's been around for centuries at, in martial arts and the apparently uh, you know uh, Tony Leung's character Shang Chi's father who's it looks to be immortal to me because there's scenes of like in mm-hmm. him in like a feudal China fighting so he must be aware. Oh, maybe of, he uh, even fought like a ancestor, one of the original. So what, yeah. So what's interesting in the latest trailer, Michelle Yeoh is in there, and she's telling you, "You're a lot like your father, but you're also a lot like your mother." But she's not his mother. And there's a scene in there where you see there's a woman fighting, and she does like a yin yang. Uh, it's almost yeah. like a tai chi move. And I'm, I was like, "Here's the best uh, backstory." So his father can be that character, and his mother can be from Kowloon. Yeah. Um, Boom, there you go. There's your Hire me, Marvel. I got stories. Yeah. I got stories for days, Marvel. I got more stories than the Highway Patrol, Marvel. Just do it. Make Shang-Chi's mother a descendant of Kaolung. Boom. Make it happen. All right. Thanks for the question, Nick Taylor. You got a bonus yeah, on that one. Yeah, I just want to add, too, that the, when Iron Fist comes back, he will have a budget this time and not uh, just a better actor. So. Well, hopefully in some time to actually practice because, <laughs> you know, yeah. Simu Liu is, is not a uh, – he doesn't have a martial arts background, but – he is very athletic. Like he, yeah, he, yeah. he does like parkour and running. And so if you get a good enough act, I mean, let's look at Hollywood guys. I mean, uh, Chinese box, uh, box office. There's only a few actors that truly have like a true martial arts background. Like, uh, Jet Li was a wushu champion in China. Obviously Donnie Yen is a, is a martial arts, uh, you know, history as well. Jackie Chan never learned formal martial arts. He grew up in something called the Peking opera where they do fake things and they, they learned it through stunts. But so if you get a good enough actress, you know, who's coordinated to do stunts, uh, you know, 
You can make it happen. Like uh, Jess, Jessica Jen, uh, Hendridge, or uh, the Asian chick from uh, Iron Fist. She did great fight scenes. Uh, what was her name? Colleen Wing. Was oh, Colleen um, Wing? oh, my God. Um, she was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, help me on the live chat here, guys. Jessica Henwick, right? Yeah, Jen, Jessica Henwick. She's like half Chinese, she's half Asian, half American, yeah. half white. Um, and she has no martial arts background, but you know what? She did the right training, and her fight scenes look great. Uh, she was the best Iron part of that show. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Henwick. Yeah, she's hot too. She also was fighting in uh, Game of Thrones as well. She was yeah, part of those crazy. Matrix Four and Knives Out. Yeah, too, right good for there. her, man. She's What's taking Finn... up, man. Yeah, what's Finn Jones been doing? Absolutely not a damn thing. Shout out to Finn Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we got one more question here. This is from this is a returning uh, offender. Actually, you got Salvador gets a lot of questions answered on here. So this is from Salvador Villarreal Jr. Even though Hawkman and possibly Hawkgirl will be in the Black Adam film, will we ever see them return in the Arrowverse? So I'm assuming most, he means the CW, or because uh, the Arrowverse yeah, to me is the not. CW. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm heard. I've heard that they're being really saved for um, DCEU, whatever there is of it now. <laughs> but um, so you're not gonna see an Arrowverse for a while. And yeah, in fact, Hawkman might end up on HBO Max as a series spun off from Black Adam. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, no, Rose's sister is a different actress altogether, JLS. Uh, she's badass. I, uh, if you haven't watched a movie, look up a movie called Fury, F-U-R-I-E. She's a Vietnamese actress, and she actually whoops ass. She's a great actress. And that's, uh, that's her name is, uh, I forgot what her name is, but she's the one that blows up the, uh, that sacrifices herself to blow up the bomber. Um, but she's a great actress as well. I mean, she can really kick ass. Look for a movie, movie named Fury, F-U-R-I-E. Uh, hopefully it's still on Netflix. It's a Vietnamese uh, martial arts flick, uh, but it's great. It's great. It's almost like The Raid, but not quite as good as far as violent. But the action scenes are, 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 pretty, are pretty awesome. Um, yeah, check it out, Fury. Also check out uh, Kenshin Ryukin or whatever, the Japanese uh uh, movie. Uh, it was on Netflix. It just aired. It was great. Great. It was based on anime. It's called Kenshin something the finale. The final. I watched it last night. It was pretty good, man. Um, let's see if we have any questions in the live chat. We got a few more minutes here since Mikey has his uh, AC. Uh, Socks <laughs> asks, I wonder if the Daughters of the Dragon will ever come back. What do you think? Yeah, Mikey? they will. Yeah. In fact, oh, yeah. they are planning on bringing back those two actresses to play them again. And it really, really gets Finn Jones they don't want back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know Jessica Henwick is probably more popular now than ever she's got Matrix 4 coming out she's got Knives Out 2 coming out they're going to want her back you know yeah um, will Atuma be the big bad guy for Namor and also will Namor join the Defenders team they haven't decided who the big bad guy for Namor movie will be at um, Defenders I, I, you know, I've been hearing there have been discussions of them, and we, and we actually scooped it on the TV show about the original Defenders coming back. Um, yes, Doctor Strange, Hulk, yeah, Hulk. Namor, yeah. Owen Silver Surfer in there later, yeah. maybe later on. OG Defenders. So, um, yep. so I, I, I would say 50-50 on, um, on that happening. Yeah. Um, 
Really yeah, but plan. Atuma had a red check mark on him, so he's definitely going to be yeah. one of the baddies. Um, he's one of the bad, and that's who the, who the big, big guy yeah, is. Yeah, him and Tiger Shark. Uh, um, here's another interesting one. I remember we haven't heard a lot about this. Uh, we had this on a long spec a while ago, but any info about Booster, Booster Gold? I know we have a Blue Beetle show uh, coming. What about Booster Gold? Yeah, here's the thing about Booster Gold. is that Greg Berlanti was going to do a Booster Gold Blue Beetle film, um, they got thrown to the uh, development hell, um, <laughs> the land of development hell. Uh, I ever, the I world where it. our man gets made and but our uh, man gets made. yeah. So we don't know what's going on over there. Uh, here's here you go. I'll let you answer one of your own scoops, Mikey. Um, <laughs> I saw Mikey did a report that Charlie Cox will now be in Hawkeye. If so, in what capacity? Yeah. Yeah, to give them all the credit, uh, um, Giant Freaking Robot had the original story on, on this, which they which we covered. Um, they said that their sources like Charlie Cox will be in Hawkeye. Um, I don't know what capacity the scoop, is, the scoop was in line. Um, I'm assuming it's because of Echo, because um, Echo is in the Hawkeye show. And they, her and uh, Matt had a relationship. Ah, all right. For a blind guy, you know, Matt Murdock was getting a lot of poon, man. That's what man, man, man got around, man. Like, in the comics, yo, man, you know, just walk around with red gl glasses and a walking stick. Chicks will just flock to you, apparently. <laughs> uh, here's a fun one. Uh, Mikey said the Marvel zombies will be villains uh, in a Midnight Suns movie. Uh, how will they do that since the zombies can spread the virus? Will it be a different world or universe? What are you hearing about... Uh, I know Mikey has said the Marvel zombies will be the villains in the Midnight Suns movie. How would they do that since the zombies can spread the virus? I, maybe it's a little bit too early, or you ha or have you heard anything about that? Yeah, no, they haven't gotten that far. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still early. Uh, and you know what? You know you know how you get your an question answered? You ask this. Is Dakota North still coming? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to know? <laughs> there's, there's a couple of people that I know really want the answer to this question. Um Yes, the Corner North is still coming. Any idea on what show? I'm assuming it's going to be uh, Disney Plus, right? Last yeah, year it's it was going to be in Daredevil, Daredevil right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dakota yeah, North has... A romantic... Thinking of Matt getting laid, yeah, right? I was telling you. Yeah, she's romantically <laughs> evolved. Yeah, Dakota North is in the Daredevil uh, comics as well. Um, here's an interesting one, since this seems to be the hottest thing now. Um is a Star Wars. Any new Star Wars news? I'm assuming they mean anything about uh, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, uh, Obi-Wan? Not right now. Um, I've, I've been trying to get some new information about Star Wars, but uh, a little kind of, I wouldn't say chaotic, but um, it's kind of like Fort Knox are right now, and there's a lot of unresolved um, plans as of yet. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, Lucasfilm is studios is much smaller than Marvel Studios as far as the people. Yeah. Hell, I, I was telling a story when I was at the I was in line for uh, Avengers Campus. Um, I went out and got some of my girlfriend stayed in line with me, and she struck up a conversation with a couple behind us. And the guy standing behind us worked for Marvel Studios. He said he worked wow. on the Captain. He he worked on the Captain Marvel film, and then he worked on Deadpool too. He said, but you know, he goes, even though with Sony was still part of Marvel, was in that. So I was like, uh, hey, you know, if you have anything, uh, if you want to tell me some stuff, but he was like, I'm working on something now, but I can't tell. I was like, oh, he's one of those. I was like, gosh, darn. <laughs> I have my Lords of Longbox shirt on too, so I said, hey, just hit me up if you hear anything, man. So there you go. <laughs> um, 
Emich, any news on? Well, this is. However, I will add though. Expect more expanded universe of stuff. Star Wars. Oh yeah, I mean they they hit a gold mine with Mandalorian. I yes. think uh, I mean you'll see uh, you know tons of of I mean it's just you know um, what is that. Uh, Rogue Squadron with Patty Jenkins. Yeah. I think, I mean, to the point where I don't think Patty Jenkins is ever going to do a Wonder Woman movie again. I don't think I don't she'll think. have time. Yeah, I think if there is a third Wonder Woman movie, it's going to be a different director. And I mean, that, that remember that cryptic message that uh, Gal Gadot sent? Oh, yeah. It was so weird. The context of it was like almost like a like a farewell letter, right? <laughs> but then, oh, she yeah. ha- then she hashtagged Wonder Woman 3. Which I was like, that doesn't, you know, that's kind of weird. It's almost like you're saying farewell to everybody, but uh, oh, yeah. just so you know, <laughs> yeah, right now Gal Gadot is with baby, and then after she gives birth, and there'll be some recovery time, and then she's immediately filming Cleopatra with Patty Jenkins. Right after Cleopatra films, uh, Rogue Squadron is due out in like 2023, so realistically, the next time you can expect maybe a Wonder Woman 3 movie is 2020. Or 2025. I mean, because you have to figure in Gal Gadot is a hot property now too, so she has a lot of other things she's working on. So it's like, man, I don't see when she's ever coming back. Uh, what's you know? She'll be 40. I mean, she still looks great, but still looks great. But you got to think they got to start recasting pretty soon. Yeah, uh, I would imagine. I mean, they they to me, DC shot themselves in the foot by making basically making everybody like Gal Gadot to the point where every Amazonian has her accent now. You notice <laughs> that? Right? You know, before... I can't see that now. No really. Wonder Woman had an accent before whatsoever. And, you know, Linda Carter from all the animated series. Yeah. The latest animated movie I saw, Gal- Wonder Woman had Gal Gadot's accent. Uh, <laughs> and all the Amazonians who don't have accents in normal life, they, they were either British or American. All of a sudden, they had these weird accents that was... I guess, you know, Israeli, but it was, they made it Amazonian. So I guess it's, uh, it's pretty weird. Um, it's always fun. People love talking about Spider-Man. What are you hearing about Green Godman? I keep hearing, I keep hearing he's going to be in Spider-Man 3 as Norman and the Godman and the Godman. Is this true? Yeah, I've been hearing about Willem Dafoe and uh, No Way Home. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to confirm that, so... I don't know. It just seems like there's so much going on in that movie. Um, it's certainly different than when I initially heard about it. It kept changing the script. But in a different way, because, you know, in Marvel Studios, when they when they shift gears like that, it's usually a good thing. You know? Like, hey, it's a cooler idea, you know? Whereas when DC does, it's like, oh, man, what are we going to do with the hell, you know? Yeah. You know, I think, like, they could bring him, but they, you know... Um What's Norman's son's name? Harry Osborn, right? You yeah. know, keep him, keep the Green Goblin closer to age as Peter Parker, as opposed to this old Green Goblin, because you know Norman Osborn is already a baddie without the Green Goblin costume, right? You know, just as Oscorp and the evil kind of guy that he, you know what I mean? There's no reason uh, for. Yeah, you know, I just kind of wonder is like, are these the same versions that we saw in those Sony films, or are they variants? Oh, let's not go into variants. <laughs> they could explain his variants, but I, you know, like I think if if um, William Defoe does show up in Spider-Man Three, it's just like a kind of uh, a little quick little homage, yeah. you know, to tie everything up since it's the uh, it's the um, 
Spider-Man, uh, you know, basically the Spider-Verse. And yeah. God, it's got to be a trailer coming soon, right? I mean, shit, they've, I, yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they already wrapped on principal photography on that. It's got to, it's got to be coming soon. Um, I don't think Doctor Doom is coming anytime soon. But uh, anything about Doctor no, Doom? No, he's gonna, they're gonna they're gonna Easter egg him until they finally finally see him. Uh, but you're not, you know, they're, 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 they most likely will mention his name in Black Panther two or mention um, you know, oh god, I'm blanking out. What that was that country he lords over? Uh, I'm blanking out. Uh, but Liberia, they might mention Liberia, uh, but you're not going to do for a while. Yeah, I mean they still have to. I mean, you, you got to introduce FF before you can introduce Doctor Doom, right? I mean, it seems yeah. like it. Um, RP said I skipped this question. I probably skipped it for a good reason, probably because it wasn't a good question. Uh, sorry, just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, here we go. Here, just because you asked. Uh, any news of Miss Marvel will tie in with the Inhumans? Uh, yeah, Miss Marvel. I'm assuming Marvel it means will, uh, Kamala Khan, right? Yeah, she will. It will tie in with Inhumans, but it'll be a reboot of Inhumans. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to be a major reveal either, because no. the the Miss Marvel show seems to be you know pretty tied in to just her teenage years uh, going up as a kid in New York. So I you know. Um, the stench of the humans. Like it's almost like, man, they came out with the Eternals. I don't think they want to do the Inhumans because it sounds no. too much like the Eternals, right? I mean, um, yep. and you know, we gotta get this, get the stink of the humans off us. Uh, so there you go. Um, anything on Ricky Barnes or Kid Loki? This is purely somebody who speculates on comic books. Um, uh, Ricky Barnes and Loki, Kid and Kid Loki have been speculated on uh, big time in the comics for people who are watching um, the Loki series. Not that I heard. Um, yeah. So the um, what was I going to say? I, I think we were talking offline of what we thought, like um, on the Loki series, on what we thought the variants were, were time displaced people pulled from yeah. different timelines, right? So yeah. like. I don't want to call her Lady Loki, even though her last name is the same last name as Loki, because she looks like the Enchantress, and her name is Sylvie, just like the Enchantress. So it looks like she doesn't belong in the what you would consider uh, what we call the Six One Six Marvel continuation, right? So because she is mm-hmm. definitely an amalgam of Lady Loki and Sylvie the Enchantress, and that's why yeah. she's a variant. That's why she doesn't belong there. That's why they're hunting her. That you know what I mean. And when the reveal was that they're all variants, I mean, these people have been plucked out of like timelines that they didn't belong in, which was interesting to me. So that goes to your theory, and I'll let you spill the beans on it. Your theory on who Mobius and Mobius, a.k.a. Owen Wilson is. Yeah, this is a scoop that I broke a year ago, actually almost a year ago already, um, where I'm going to give you some background information on this scoop because... Not many people know, and I usually don't talk about where I get something from, but I had to in this case because this guy, well, no, normally I don't have, I, I don't present scoops in definitive way. I always say that, hey, it might change. These are just preliminary discussions. This was one of the few times, and the previous times I'd done this was the Spider-Man thing. He is coming back to the MCU, no doubt about that. 
the Disney Fox deal yet, definite. Um, but this one, I said Owen Wilson is definitely Kang. And what what happened was the person who gave me the scoop had photographic evidence that he worked on the show. Now he showed me some documents that a normal person could not have photoshopped together because you have to know certain things. And this guy w w was working and on. I the have show. the picture of it right here. Psych. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead. <laughs> and he told me that. He was watching one scene where Owen Wilson was called Kang. He didn't have the Kang makeup on. And the way he was talking and everything, he goes, listen, run this scoop, and you will not regret it. And he goes, I saw him as Kang. And then what happened was, about a month or two later, that guy from Lovecraft, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, was it Jonathan Majors? I believe his name was. Yeah. All of a sudden, they said, oh, he's Kang. And all of a sudden, oh, see, you're wrong. Owen Wilson is not Kang. Well, have you been watching the way Mobius has been behaving lately on that show? Very strange. When we, there's multiple versions of Kang, if you think about Kang and yeah. Immortus and Ramatut, so, yeah. um, and Mobius and Mobius is a variant. He just yeah. doesn't know it yet. Sylvie, yeah. I mean, I believe Sylvie told Loki that they're all variants. Yeah. So. Yeah. Owen Wilson can be a Kang variant, and he just gave him the name Mobius and Mobius because yeah. who else names himself Mobius and Mobius? Right? Yeah. Well, I think that's why that guy, that person, said that Owen Wilson. He only saw, he was only there for that one scene that he saw that. And of course, I mean, what are you, you going to? You don't know the whole context of the show, right? Yeah. You see Owen Wilson as Kang in that one scene. Oh my God, he's Kang. So. What I'm thinking is that that's probably, probably the late reveal in the series that Mobius is a variant of Kang. And and Jonathan Majors is a Ramatat Kang, the original Kang yeah. uh, from ancient Egypt. And I yeah. think that's how they're going to play this off because I've got a feeling that there is a double twist on the show where Loki ends up becoming the hero and Mobius is the villain. Yeah, because... Because we haven't seen the timekeepers yet, even though somebody at I, online had said one, you know, the they show the three statues of yeah. the timekeepers, and somebody said one of them looks like Jonathan Majors. Um, but you know, so you're hearing it from Mikey, who's seen it, uh, pictures from the set where they were they called him Kang, which yeah. he can be a variant of Kang because now we're seeing all these different variants because. We're dealing with a TVA who deals with variants who are themselves variants that we're now finding yeah. out. So it oh, would man. be. When, when, when she said that the TVA are all variants, I dropped myself and I'm like, oh my God. That means Mobius is a variant of somebody. And in the comic books, um, Kang is in love with his boss. Mobius' boss. What was her name? And I'm like, wait a minute. He's like, oh, he's flirting with her on the show. Yeah, Ravona. Ravona. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she's an actual real character in the comics as well. Yeah. So I'm like, um, why is Mobius also in love with her like Kang is? I mean, it's very suspicious. And you have to think that when he got the whole Mobius, the whole variant thing, I'm like, wait a minute. This is this, this could be how Owen Wilson is Kang. He's a variant of Kang. Yeah, and he's just kind of uh, hiding in the, he's lurking in the background, and then he's yeah. going to reveal himself to take over the TVA. 
or something because yep. uh i would have think if i now would have seen like you know at least actors who are going to be <clears throat> part of the tva i mean then again um the actress that showed up as uh the countess on uh falcon and winter soldier nobody knew she was casting either that was a surprise casting um, mm-hmm. from way back so there you go so owen wilson could be kang uh or at least a version i mean if you very just look at the history of kang it is very very <laughs> convoluted there are yeah, more, i mean it, once you deal with time streams i mean there's the iron lad version of kang as well i do believe as part of the yeah, Avengers. Is, yeah. right so you have iron lad you have immortus you have kang you have ramatut so you have all these different versions of kang that because he time once you do time traveling, it kind of just messes things up. Um, just like you and I were talking to that you think, um, you know, the rumors of uh, of uh, Peggy Carter, Agent Carter, uh, was it Peggy Carter? Was yeah. Peggy Carter was arrested by the TVA in yeah. that one scene because with Steve Rogers, he broke the timeline by staying back in during the 1940s when he went back. He wasn't, yeah. you know, I would think that could be uh, discussed because, because I remember Loki says in the show in one of the, ser- uh, one of the episodes, he goes, wait a second, the Avengers of, uh, have been going back in time and messing with stuff. He goes, he goes, yeah, but that was what they were supposed to do, right? The Avengers, but was Captain Rogers supposed to go back and stay with Peggy Carter, right? Because if you think about, in the beginning, earlier in Endgame, you meet Peggy Carter, or excuse me, at the um, uh, Winter Soldier. Captain America sees Peggy Carter in her deathbed, and she's she's been married and 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 has moved on with her life, right? So mm-hmm. when Captain America goes back to her, guess what? She never gets married, and that timeline disappears. So there's yeah. just something to chew on, man, because uh, it's time. <laughs> you really can't think. And what if? What if the real Kang is hiding in the quantum realm? Because why is he introduced in Ant-Man? Yeah. Right? So, like, where is he then? He's hiding in the quantum realm while Mobius is very with TVA. I mean, it just, just fits together if that's how they're going to yeah, pull it, it, it really, uh, well, I guess because in the quantum realm is where they figured they can do time travel, right? That's where the, yeah. how they introduce it in Endgame. So yeah. it makes sense that Kang is... Maybe because there's got to be a civilization down there that, and then when they probably go back to the quantum realm, they realize that, you know, Kang is the ruler of this here little world that uh, yep. we're running. So there we go. Hey, well, thank you for all the uh, yep. questions and the Good live time. chat. Thank you all. It was, it was fun. It's been an hour and 30 minutes here. So we'll get Mikey back his evening. And thank you guys all for watching. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday for the cover price top 10. Um, and uh, Mikey says, I think in a week or two, we're going to have an Iron Fist long-term spec list, right? Yeah, you can come in geekossimag.com. Also, next Sunday, Tivo doesn't know this yet, but I'll tell you guys right now, along with Tivo. <laughs> I like to surprise my, my co-host on the air. <laughs> um, so next Sunday, um, all I can say, well, we'll do letters again, same time. Um, if you guys are a Brother Voodoo fan, you're going to want to tune in next Sunday. Oh, come when, on. Come on. When I, when I drop an explosive on uh, TiVo, completely uh, shocking him. Know that. All right. I guess I know what I'm doing next Sunday at 5 p.m. <laughs> Pacific. So tune in tomorrow. We're yeah. going to have letters in law. If you have a question for Mikey, leave it yeah. in the comments section after the video post. And... You already heard it. We got a cannonball coming next week, and Mike's gonna yeah. spill the tea on Brother Voodoo. Jericho, All right, you can bang, find bang Ma- the drum, bang the drum, guys. <laughs> All right, 
Until <laughs> for Mikey Sutton and TiVo, for Geekasty and Lords of Lombox, we'll see you Tuesday. You can find Mikey on geekastymag.com or on the Geekasty Mag uh, Facebook page. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.